0: Today I want to talk about panic attacks because it's something that I've been going through a lot over the last several weeks, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person out there who experiences this kind of full body response to stress. And I think it's something that we should talk about because there's no reason for us to be ashamed of how we feel. And I think through sharing my experience, it definitely helps me destigmatize and process it for myself. If you are someone who is worried that talking about the panic attacks might trigger you or set you off, then I just want to let you know it's okay to back off and save this podcast for another day and return next week and listen to the next topic. But if you think that you might find some comfort or solace in hearing about the experience of someone else and that it might help you move through your own experience and have some new tools for coping and dealing, then I welcome you to follow along and hear what I've been going through and how I'm learning how to cope with my own experiences and move through what always feels so completely overwhelming at first, but eventually is able to recede into the past and into a memory. My first experience with panic attacks was in 2014. I had been working so much that year I was in the process of transitioning from being a business owner to being someone who worked for my business, and I wanted everything to go so well and go so right. And I'd gotten very used to working an ungodly amount of hours. I didn't really know how to back off and work less. And so I did what I always did when I was stressed out, which is work more, work harder. I would get up in the morning and think about what I had to do and go through it all in my mind. I would get to work and just continually ignore the amount of physical pain that I was in at that time because I had a lot of physical stress in my life. I am not one of those people who has infinite stamina and I wish that I was. And I liked to think of myself as someone who could just mentally push through that block. That if I made my mind be more than matter, mind over matter, that somehow I could make it true for me that I could do more hours of tattooing without it affecting me physically, without it causing me pain, And I had this false belief that, you know, the pain was just pain and I could find a way around it other than minding it and taking care of myself and my body. So my strategies were to find some physical comfort. I had massage therapy. I had acupuncture. I did different kinds of painkillers sometimes. Maybe I needed to take Advil. Maybe I needed to worry about my vitamin intake. I I tried to tackle it on a physical level, understanding that yes, I was having a physical problem, but I still felt very anxious. And frequently I felt like I was going to pass out. So that was the beginning of it. And I didn't understand how this was connected to panic attacks. I just thought that I was tired and I thought I had some kind of physical deficiency that was causing me to Almost blackout or to feel wavy is how I would describe it. I would feel wavy where I had to concentrate, I had to show up and do a tattoo, and all of my attention would be focused down my arms into the tattoo machine, into this thing that I'm doing, this person, this moment in time. And then it would be like my consciousness would just start to unravel, and I'd have to catch my breath and notice that you know, I'd be ringing a little bit and I was having trouble staying with the moment and say, you know, I need a break. I'd take a break and I'd go get water. And I would start to think that it was about blood sugar. Maybe I wasn't eating enough. So I had another way to tackle this physical response thinking like, oh, maybe if I just shove some more food in my face, it'll even itself out. And something about eating was grounding enough that it would get me through. And I'd come back, I'd finish what I was doing. But from that point on, for the rest of the day, I would feel closer to tipping over that edge. And this began to happen early in the year and continued probably for six months or so until it finally came to a head. And I actually did pass out, fortunately not while doing a tattoo, fortunately not while driving. But I couldn't understand how connected my body's response was to my feelings of overwhelm, to my feelings of fear and stress. And as it eventually moved on after that initial crisis point, I found myself at that moment in life, no longer tattooing, no longer owning my business, no longer a part of anything that I'd been before needing to come up with an identity for myself, and needing to understand what my worth was now. And then I started to say, okay, these are actual panic attacks. I'm actually freaking out. (laughs) I don't know how to stop myself from feeling this rising sensation that comes up through my body. And I couldn't determine whether it was mental first and then turned physical, or if it was physical first and then turned mental. And my perception of it for me was that something physical happened in my body, the heart began racing, and my muscles would clench. And then it's like, I forgot how to breathe. I forgot how to take in air or gulp air. And nothing was working anymore. And that made me feel panic then I would be trying to figure out how to breathe. And at that point, I would say, okay, it's a panic attack and you need to get the sensation back into your arms, get back into your body, down into my stomach, out of my head. But when I would describe it to health practitioners, they would say, oh yeah, it's just panic, you need to learn how to chill out. And I would say, but what if there's something physical that's causing this panic attack to happen in the first place? And they're like, well, you can't really separate it like that. They're kind of one and the same. They just begin to happen. And I didn't like that answer. I wanted very much for there to be some kind of pillar solution that fixed what was going on. I didn't want to go on an anti-anxiety or depression medication at the time because I felt like I knew why I was upset and that felt normal and like a good thing. Like maybe it's okay to be upset sometimes, maybe it's all right to have your feelings. So I, I still had that belief, but I still didn't know how to cope very well and figure out for myself how to get back into my body, back into my mind and have it begin functioning in a smooth and I would say correct way. And I've come to realize it's not that my body is behaving incorrectly, it's doing exactly the right thing. It's showing me where there's a hang up and where there's panic. It's really the spillover into fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And I need to figure out how to turn on that parasympathetic System calm down. And for someone who wants to work a lot, who wants to be involved and show that I'm doing things, and had defined my self worth on producing, on showing up and making something all the time. And I think I've had this for a very long time in my life being told to just relax and take a bath felt like idiotic, stupid. I didn't want to be told that. Or I thought, well, of course I know how to relax and take a bath, except I didn't. I didn't know how to slow down for a full 10 minutes, let alone a half an hour and sit in a bathtub and not have an end goal for the reason I was in there other than to take care of myself, because that didn't feel appropriate or worthy enough And I had to learn how to find it in myself to care about myself enough to give myself that. So when I find myself having a panic attack now, I need to remind myself that it's okay to be still and to take the moment for introspection and for healing. And I find now that my experience of this is not, not better Because it's not it's not better to have a panic attack. Even when you know what it is, it doesn't feel good. It's not an experience that we want to go into. It's not something I willingly want to have happen. But it is something that I can look at myself with some self love now and say, Oh, Blaze, I love you. I love your heart. I'm sorry that you're freaking out. I'm sorry that we're having this panic. What do you need? What can we do? And to return to that again and again, try and smooth out whatever automatic response is beginning in the body, so that it moves through, so that I'm able to get to the next level and the next level of evening out that energy. And it is a process. It's not something that you win once and then you've won it forever. I think you've experienced panic attacks, you know, part of the thing that makes you scared of them is that you understand they seemingly come out of nowhere, and they can happen anytime. And it takes over your whole body, and you feel like you're dying. I've had twice in the last week, this feeling like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack where there's the flutter in my heart, there's this surge of energy as I forget how to breathe in, Sometimes I'll even have one or both arms kind of go numb or tingly, which also fuels the panic of the breathing, like, ah, I need air. There's not actually pain, but there's absolutely panic in thinking like, oh my God, I've forgotten how to exist. What if this is my end? What if I haven't done everything I'm here to do? These thoughts come up. As there's this feeling of coolness, like being sucked underwater and having that long, cool moment where no air is coming in and you're not sure if there will be another one. For me, it's like I try to breathe and I don't really get the oxygen from it. And then I find I am breathing and my heart's actually just racing, but it's fine my awareness feels wavy, like I'm not fully in my body. And I want to bring myself back in, back into my body, back into my center. So when this happened the last time, I watched it happen to myself and said, okay, I had been reading a book and holding it in my hand. So that was the hand that started to get dingly because I had just tensed it so much and hadn't even noticed. So I dropped the book on my lap and then bent myself forward. Just like when you're little and you're going to hyperventilate and they say, you know, bend over your knees and let the air in. So I did. and I was like, okay, I'm actually breathing okay. And I stayed there for a few minutes. And the thoughts that really helped me come back to myself, come back to feeling like I wasn't going to continue to go through the heart flips and the palpitations, I guess, and that scary falling feeling of being afraid to fall asleep because I might forget how to breathe again. That's, that's my typical run of this scenario is it's scary. I think I might die. Now I'm afraid that I might die so I can't lose consciousness so that I can't sleep and then it fuels itself because you need to rest and I'm not letting myself rest. So what I did was begin to imagine as I would bring in breath, however small it was, to see if I could visualize it moving into my heart, which is where I particularly feel the stress and the clenching, and imagine it becoming this bright, beautiful color, and then beginning to have a dialogue with that light, and asking it to come in and break up whatever stress might be in there, whatever might not be healthy. And then imagining this, the crunchiness, the stress, whatever it could be with every outbath being like wispy smoke leaving my body, not even necessarily through my mouth, but imagining that light and breath coming in, landing in my heart. And then as I breathe out with a noise, like a mist just leaving my body in all directions. And I did that for a while and I got into a rhythm of it. And then I was able to start to add blessings to it. And I thought, well, what if with every breath I could ask for help from my ancestors, anyone who else has gone through this, that they wanna help heal this, not just for myself, but for them. To heal this panic, this sense of fear that we all experience. And as I heal it for myself, it could heal someone else. And that felt like a really worthy and nice thought. And I imagined that light coming in. And eventually I was able to start imagining this light building. Like I had enough there that I wasn't having to break up stuff to get rid of anymore, but that I wanted to reinforce structure. So I was imagining Like, what if I could picture my heart as healthy as it could possibly be? Like, if my fear is that my heart has plaque and decay, and it's on the verge of having an actual heart attack, what if that isn't true? Or I could reverse it in this imagining and imagine my heart completely healthy and whole and beating in perfect rhythm, where it has a great variability rate, where it's just so healthy and vital and strong. And every breath was this pulse of light and imagining that every cell in my heart and the vessels around it would light up with this light as it came in. And that felt good. It wasn't just stabilizing, but it started to feel really nice. And I continued to amplify that blessing and move it throughout my body wherever I still felt that tension. So I'd say, okay, just below my heart and my solar plexus where I feel like I'm still clenching, can I bring that breath in Can I bring that glowing love in and ask myself, what does it feel like or look like in this part of my body if it was completely blessed right now, if it was completely healed through just this thought process, this um, momentary breathing in and out of this light and anything that needs to let go. Can I just off gas it, right? Imagine it just evaporating off of my body. That process felt beautiful. It felt like something that I was in control of because it was my visualization. It was my wish for myself, but also for other people. And it helped a lot because it took the focus off of just me, just this person blaze, having panic, having fear, and making it amount to something more. That what I was going through is a human experience that other people are going through. And what if in treating it through my own visualization, through my own experience of it, it could serve to lift others up. And having that desire to help not only myself, but someone else. It felt like there was more purpose in what I was going through and that maybe I actually could be helping or healing or praying for someone else through that experience. And today, you know, I'm still wavy. I'm tired. I didn't get a lot of sleep because I was dealing with my panic and being too afraid to fall asleep. But I feel good, I feel like that, that suffering is something human and universal, and that it's something that I share with humanity, and it's not something to be, you know, destroyed in myself, that it can be a link to feeling others' pain and understanding it. And it's not that I want to draw more of that into my life, I do not. And I wouldn't want that for anyone else. But in that moment of experiencing that feeling, I could say, what if it's not entirely just my own? What if this is a universal experience that people have and I'm having it right now? And how could I heal it in a way that I feel in my body? And if I can find just a tiny bit of relief what if that helps all of us? What if finding that tiny piece of relief energetically raises everyone up and helps everyone else have an easier time also? And I love that thought. And I think I'm going to hold on to that belief because it seems less likely that I'll fall into a full on thinking I'm having a heart attack, panic attack. When I have this thought of service that I can fall into, where I can say, okay, I'm experiencing this as as someone who is humanity, part of humanity. And as that being, I can move through it because humans move through it. I move through it. We move through it. And I can share this experience and hopefully help you if you ever have a panic attack, however you experience it. And maybe you can take something from my experience. And instead of adding it to your own, right, you're not adding my suffering or my experience of it, but understanding that it's moving through like a wave and together we breathe in the light. We breathe in the peace. And as we heal ourselves, you're healing me too. And what if I could let in that thought that if other people are suffering and they have even a subconscious thought or a momentary glimpse of wanting to heal and lift themselves and others up, that I get to feel that as well and that they're healing me through their experience so that none of us has to suffer anymore, so that we don't have to continue to go through the full depths of aloneness that panic attacks and suffering creates So that we can actually feel connected to each other and in that feel comfort. If you're dealing with fear, with panic attacks, with anxiety, you are not alone. It is something that we just go through. We worry, we think about the future, we worry about the way that we're connected to those we care about, to the planet, to the country, to the world, to humanity. We're all concerned about our place in it and our purpose. And I want to offer to you that your experience is worthwhile. Your experience is beautiful. I'm sorry for your pain and for your suffering. And I hope that you never experience a panic attack again. And I hope that for myself too. What I wish for myself, I wish for you that we're all healthy and whole and that we move through whatever experiences we're having with grace and that we're not afraid to share that we go through this stuff. Because I don't think anyone is immune to their own body, immune to their own experience of fear or suffering. But together, we can hold that. We can make experiencing it normal and worthwhile even so that we don't truly suffer. Because suffering to me is where there's no hope, where there's no room for relief. And I always hope to be a source of relief for people, even though I know I'm not the one that provides that relief. We provide it for ourselves, but I want to help provide that gateway to help someone else recognize where their release is, to see where their door is, to open up, just get a little bit more air, get a little bit more space. May you find yourself healthy and whole and see your light, see that light moving through your whole being always and most especially when it feels the farthest away. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.